So you've heard all the fuss about ground poles. Maybe you've even gone and downloaded the free ground pole exercise that I've laid out for you. You can get it over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash 1180. But now, every time you try and ride them, it's just bumpy and bouncy and it's not that enjoyable at all. Mm. Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world, helping you to have better conversations with your horse. And I really think that while ground poles are really, really beneficial, so many different reasons that we're not going to dive into today, okay? <laughs> but I've spoken about ground poles a lot. Just just search back through the archives and, and there's loads of lessons and episodes there about ground poles. But I think what holds so many people back is the fact that yeah, it's just not that comfortable, hey? <laughs> and, and it just becomes like, yeah, no, 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 gosh, no, that's not for me at all. Well, today I want to help you make ground poles a little bit more comfortable for you and your horse. Now, I think one of the first things before we get into the real nuts and bolts of this, and you can do this, by the way, on a horse. If you're on a horse, that would be fantastic. I can talk you through it step by step if you're on your horse. But I think before we even get into that, it's really important to consider that when your horse is riding over now i'm speaking specifically about over not through okay when your horse is riding over ground poles he has to lift his feet higher and you're probably thinking but lorna it's only four inches but four inches is four inches okay trust me if you're riding a trot and the length of the stride and the trot becomes four inches longer that's a noticeable four inches. So it makes sense that if your horse is lifting his feet four inches higher, it's also going to be pretty noticeable, okay? So I want you to just bear that in mind. Often we think that ground poles, because they are so low, they are, they just don't matter. It's like, I don't have to do anything different. No, no, your horse is doing something different. So therefore you must respond a little bit differently as well. Now, I also think that when we ride the goal and let's just get it kind of into the nitty gritty here the goal of why or what we're doing at any given time is to first of all ask our horse and and be in the best possible place to ask our horse for whatever it is we want our horse to do but then also to get out of the way and let the horse do it okay i think for many people when they ride ground poles they ask all the questions, the right questions, they're good questions and they ask them well, but they're not getting out of the way, okay? They're interfering with the whole going over the ground poles. And that's what I want to talk about today. Now, I want to start off with something really simple and practical. And again, you can do this on your horse. I invite, I encourage you, go mount up and listen and, and try it out, eh? The very first thing we're going to start with, which I, I really, I want you to hear this because I think that this is something we can gloss over because we hear it at the very first, the very first time you sat, the very first time you ever kind of touched down on a horse's back, I bet you you heard two words, heels down. And so often when we want to do maybe the more complicated and fancy stuff, like successfully navigating ground poles, we don't want to go back to the basics done that already Lorna tell me something I don't already know but knowing something and and, and knowing the reason and then actually doing it 
they're different. So the very first place we want to start here is the weight into the heels, okay? It is so important. I have other episodes all about how to maybe achieve this a little bit more if it's something you struggle with. I'm going to link to it in the show notes of this episode, but I do think it is so, so, so important to make sure that your weight is into your heels, particularly when you begin to make the transition from your upright seat, the where you're, where, how you're riding right now, into more of a light seat that you're going to use to actually ride over the poles, okay? So weight into the heels, check that first, okay? The second thing is, when we sometimes go over poles, we tend to, we kind of we know that there needs to be a bit of clearance. We need a bit of air, daylight between our backside and the saddle okay we know that we kind of we can feel there's a whole lot going on there okay so we we can feel it we know it but what we tend to do is we tend to go forward so we go up we give ourselves the clearance but then we begin to kind of hover over the pommel of the saddle no I want you to think about reversing your backside, and this sounds so strange, but I want you, if you're on your horse now, let's try this, okay? So you're going to, you're going to give yourself the little bit of clearance, the bit of thin air, and you're going to do so by standing on your heels, not on the stirrup iron, not on the ball of your foot. You're going to stand on your heel. You're going to give yourself the bit of clearance, but you're going to reverse. You're going to go backwards. You're going to make the distance between your bum and your horse's tail shorter, okay? You're going to to just move your bum backwards. Okay, I want you to notice how when you do that, your upper body will automatically begin to try and balance it out because otherwise, well, it's all going backwards, okay? And how your upper body does that is it begins to fold down a little bit. Now, you see, I think when we see other people do this, we have in our head this picture of forward, but it's actually got nothing to do with forwards. It has everything to do with back and down okay so you're going to reverse your bum and then in doing so you will find that you naturally will have to fold your body and where the fold occurs is really important I want to get more into that now okay so there is this misconception again about forwards and what ends up happening is people's back backs people's plural Lorna backs they begin to look like C shapes, okay? They're like, they're curved. We don't want a curved back. We want a lovely flat back, okay? Now, if you're thinking, ah, Lorna, that's nitpicking. No, it's not. I'm going to explain to you now why it's not, okay? Why it's so important. So we want a flat back. And the reason is because when your back remains lovely and flat, it means that you are basically supporting and carrying yourself. And that's really important. That's the reason the whole weight's into your heels. It's also the reason that you've gone back and now folded down a little bit with the upper body. It's so as you can remain balanced yourself. You are not requiring your horse to keep you anywhere, okay? You are staying there yourself. You're standing on your own two feet, literally standing on your own two heels, actually, if we want to get really into it, okay? But you're doing this yourself. This is you, nobody else nobody's helping you nobody's assisting you it is you okay it feels a little like doing a squat 
and it looks like doing a squat, you know, an exercise squat. Okay, so that's how it feels, okay? So that's what I want you to think about. I want you to think about when you do a squat, how your back stays straight. And the reason your back stays straight is because the fold happens through your hips, okay? So it's nothing to do with curving or curling or, I don't know, any other word, collapsing, all the C words, hey? But there's nothing, and and it looks like a C as well, there you go. But uh, it's nothing to do with any of those, okay? It has everything to do with folding through your hips, and that's really important. Now, so I'm assuming you're up there on your horse. I can picture you now. You're perched up there. You're looking good. Weights into the heels. Bum is lifted off. You've given yourself a bit of clearance. You've reversed back. If you're struggling with the clearance, put your stirrups up a hole or two, okay? You've given yourself a bit of clearance. You've reversed back. You've folded down, keeping your back straight. You're really aware of this now. You're like, holy moly, I may have been guilty of collapsing through the upper body. The next part is we're going to engage your core. And all I mean by engaging your core, you know when you are normally standing up. If I was to stand beside you and we're standing there side by side, happy days. You have to engage your core to stand. It often amazes me. People will say, um, I, I don't have a strong enough core. And I'll say, okay. And they're like, yeah, that's why my riding's not well. And I'm thinking, well, you know what? If you walked to get to the horse to mount up, your core is plenty good for horse riding. It could be improved, but you know what? You can keep yourself upright. So you're golden. And I want you to take that now. I want you to listen to that and really, really apply this now, okay? So you want to just engage your core. All it means, it just feels like a like a little bit of a tightening, like you want to, you know, when you like suck your tummy in, it's not even sucking your tummy in. It's more like just a, an engaging of the muscles. Okay. You can feel it. You really can. Like if you put your hands there, you'll feel it as well. Okay. So I want you to do that, but I want you to also be very aware that you are remaining open through your chest. Now, this may seem a bit strange. So for many riders, they'll keep their back straight, but then it's kind of, it's the very upper part of the back there, the back, across the back of the shoulders, that area, that kind of lets them down. It lets the whole thing down because they collapse through there. And it's like they want to almost squeeze their forearms together. That's how it, that's how it looks when I'm watching them. I want you to open your chest. I want you to imagine that if you had a measuring tape and you put it on the point of one shoulder, you brought it across the front of your chest, so underneath your collarbones, across the front of your chest, and you put it on the point of your other shoulder. We want to make those two points as far apart as you can get them, okay? I'm not saying now ramming your shoulder blades back and together. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about open your chest. It'll feel like it feels when you take a big, deep breath in. That kind of feeling. It's expansive, okay? I want you to feel that expansion through your chest. Lovely. So now, again, I'm imagining you there. You're looking good. It looks balanced. You're doing a great job. Okay. There's another kind of two pieces to finish this puzzle off. The first one is our hands and we need to follow our horse's mouth, okay? So normally when we work over poles and what we really want is that our horse begins to drop the head and neck and kind of reach forward and down if you want, okay? It's kind of this, if you imagine, I always think of it as a rainbow. You're sitting perched in the middle at the top of the rainbow and uh, your horse's head and neck kind of makes the other side of the rainbow, okay? And it's lovely there. And of course, the back end makes the opposite side. So you've got this lovely kind of a rainbow down there. If you were to, to first of all, hold on, <laughs> people um, often when they ride, 
they hold on to their reins like for dear life and I often think to myself I don't think those two little thin straps of leather are going to do a whole lot of anything to keep you on there if anything was going to happen okay it is a it's a mental thing we we feel the power in holding on to something we feel more secure I want you to understand that if you're holding on to the main or the reins right now to keep your balance you need more work and probably where I'm going to suggest your work starts is the weight is not down into your heel. You've probably pivoted slightly onto your knee and your thighs. Yeah, lower legs swung back a little bit there. Oh, you see now. Okay, so weight down into the heel. Make sure you're not squeezing with your knees, squeezing with your thighs. Okay, you don't want to do that. That's not what we want here. Weight is solidly in the heel. You're standing on your heels, literally doing a squat kind of an exercise pose on top of your horse. Great. So we want to follow the horse's head and neck, but we're going to do it from our shoulders. We often only think of anything to do with the reins as being with our hands, but I want you to now think about the shoulders and this beautiful range of movement you get through your shoulders. And by following through your shoulders, can you feel that you almost... It's like you stretch, you elongate your body from the, if you could imagine the the very kind of base of your spine all the way to the top by you using through the shoulders to follow the head and neck. It gives you that elongation through that. And that is the same kind of stretch we're looking for in your horse, surprisingly enough. Isn't it amazing how it all just levels out eh? and it all mirrors and reflects? So think about that. And then the final thing I want to just bring your attention to is what your head is doing. Because it can be a very easy but oh, a tricky one, um, a habit to fall into is looking down as we go over poles and that is whether they are ground poles or jumping poles so many people look down i don't know what they're looking for i don't know why they're looking there don't look down look where you're going that's also probably something you heard on your very first riding lesson wasn't it look where you're going um you know all this all, all the simple things hey but um if you really and truly focus on where you're going you'll notice that this will also help you to keep your chest opened to keep everything opened and nicely working for you okay and then the final thing is I want you to just have a little glance down and not a look down that's different a glance is just your eyes move a look as your whole head moves have a little glance down and notice that you want basically your chin to be directly above the horse's mane or the pommel of the saddle it depends on how you're built and how your horse is built and the whole how everybody is put together okay that you're not over to the left or over to the right okay so we don't want our head our face and therefore our upper body and probably our weight into the seat and even down to the heels to be one way or the other we want it centered symmetrical balanced okay same amount of you is on the left hand side of your horse than there is on the right hand side of your horse okay we want it nice and even and I want you you can use basically your face to help you to gauge that as well okay so now you've put it all together and if and by the way if you're really struggling here with the balance thing and you're like holy moly Lorna I can do this and walk but like as soon as we begin moving it's all going to fall apart grab your horse's mane and I suggest grabbing it about a third of the way between if you want the withers and the pole so move your hands up a little bit that'll allow um, for your horse to then have that little bit of a stretch that we're looking for and then just running it up there a little bit and grabbing a big lump of mane I think your horse would far prefer to have his mane tugged a little than his mouth jabbed a little okay so just keep that in mind as well so as you're doing it then 
The trick is to begin doing this in walk and in trot. Um, I would say do it not having any poles close by. Forget about the poles now, okay? Let's just let's just get this right without the poles when we're all flat. Um, and then also practice transitioning from your more upright seat into the light seat and transitioning back. If you want a good rule of thumb, I wouldn't want your back to be any more than 45 degrees, okay? So if you could imagine if you're sitting in your correct upright seat, your back would be 90 degrees to the floor, okay? So there'd be a 90 degree angle between a kind of, if you could imagine the vertical created from your back and the floor, I don't want that to be any more than 45. Um, if you are lying on your horse's neck, okay? So if there's no daylight between your chest and his mane, we have an issue because it just basically means that you're not carrying yourself you have not engaged the core okay you're not carrying yourself but also you're making things incredibly difficult for him because he's trying to lift he's trying to do all this wonderful things that you're asking him to do and now he can't because you're lying there like a sack of potatoes so get up carry yourself take responsibility weight into the heel if you feel unbalanced go back to the basics are my heels down have i reversed my bum have I folded through my hips? Is my back straight? Am my chest open? My hands, am I following? And where am I looking? Am I looking where I'm going? And there you go. You will be able to easily ride poles if you just practice this a little bit more. Now, does it mean you always have to do your light seat over poles? No. Later, as you become more supple, more developed, as, and, and I want to say supple and developed, but there's a lot of things that have to come together. But later, as you do all the things, okay, and as you get them all together and everything's working, you will be able to successfully navigate poles just from your normal upright seat, okay? Um, but I do think at the beginning, our job again is to ask the question and then to get out of the way and let our horse answer the question. Let our horse do what we've asked him to do. And this is the easiest way for you to do that while still being there ready to apply any aids if necessary as your horse goes. Okay, if you want more step-by-step -step kind of instruction like this and, and just getting you going, getting things moving along and also a little bit of accountability and all that fun stuff, check out Connection. It is closing soon. We're closing at the end of March 2021. The doors are going to be closed. I would love for you to join me in there before they do. It's cancel anytime. If you don't enjoy it, you can leave. And we've got something really cool for everybody who joins before the 31st of March 2021. Okay, I hope you have a great day. Keep well, and I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye.